0: Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography Podcast. Today, my guest is Jane Stoller.
1: She is the
0: owner, founder, and CEO of Organized Jane. How are you doing today, Jane?
1: Good. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for being here. We've been trying to connect and get this done for a while, so I'm very happy that we're finally able to connect and get you on the show and share a bit about your story and journey. So thank you so much for Taking the time to be here and share with me a bit about your story and your journey. I appreciate you taking the time and I appreciate you.
1: Yes well likewise I appreciate this platform.
0: Well let's jump right in. So Jane you are a life and business organizer, a speaker, an author and a university instructor. That is one hell of a resume. How do you prioritize and organize for yourself so you have the time to fit all this into your life?
1: It's so funny because I do so many things and everybody is like, oh my gosh, you should be so stressed or how do you have time? But if you're organized and, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, it's taken me 10 plus years to get all of these kind of streams in order. <laughs> uh, so people think it happens overnight, but it doesn't. But really, it's just organizing like the life and the, the systems and getting it set up. So I'm not stressed. Right. And that's right. that's the beauty of it all.
0: How did you get into the world of life and business organizing?
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> so when I was, I grew up in rural Ontario, I don't okay. know if a lot of Canadians are listening, but on a dairy farm. And when I was six years old, I really got passionate about organizing. And I used to organize everything from my pet cats to, you know, <laughs> they never stay put, <laughs> the stuffed animals to books. And I've also done a lot of research on this. And it, between the ages of six and eight, that children actually start to show signs of being organized or disorganized and also the time to help make the change of it. Right. But I just, it just, it was a passion that was ingrained in me. I do have Swiss parents and Switzerland is an uber organized country. So that's how I really, I just started at a young age and I would, you know, help my teachers and in high school and university always be helping people get organized. And I did it on the side for over a decade while I worked in corporate and then decided to take the entrepreneurial leap three years ago.
0: Wow. Six years old. You started. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) That is crazy. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But I guess those are the formative years. So, hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what inspired you to start a business to help others get organized? Since you said you made the jump recently from entre- uh, from corporate, what inspired you to do that?
1: Yeah. So I, you know, in my mind, I always thought I had to get degrees, get an MBA, get a, you know, be a VP at a big uh, corporation. And that was success. And I did that. And even when I was working there, I always still loved, and my last job was really just you know, helping processes get organized and making businesses profitable. It was a really kind of a consulting role. And I loved working in with all the people in corporate, but I didn't like at the end of the day that the shareholders would get all the benefits. So for me, I was like, you know what? So many people are asking now for me to help them get their business organized and their life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I should really, I really want to help that person versus helping kind of just shareholders. And that's what really inspired me to take the jump.
0: Okay. Now, do the two types of organizing or decluttering that you work on with your clients go hand in hand or do some of your clients just come to you for one or the other?
1: Yeah, used to when I first started, I would take, you know, anything, you know, when you're starting a business, I just took as many clients and whoever had issues, right. whatever, I would tailor pro- programs to them. But now I've really found that my niche and where my experience and skill set lies is my six step online course to help women entrepreneurs get the back end of their business organized. So the first step really does include their life as well. So I, okay. it's, I still say the life is organizing part. Right. But really, now I've been able to scale this and also really focus on my niche.
0: So would you say then that it it does actually start with life first and then moves to the business?
1: Well, I say that in my first step, we look at both together because I want you to, I want you to, I want entrepreneurs to also say, okay, where are you spending your personal time? Can we also optimize things there? there, I think it really does go hand in hand, especially when you're a business owner, because your life is your business.
0: Yeah, very true. Do you work with specifically women and if so why did you decide to focus your business specifically on women
1: so i'm very inclusive i love all all races all genders <laughs> yeah but the reason was in my corporate field i worked for a large construction company for over a decade and it was predominantly men so okay. i really downplayed my love for fashion and beauty and helping you know lifestyle so i didn't get a chance to really work with women doing that so you know what i i do allow men into my courses and i love <laughs> working with men but now I feel like I can finally be myself. You know, I can talk. It's just the women I'm surrounded with and these businesses. It's just it's been a. It's just who I enjoy working with. Right, right. Now,
0: right. Mm-hmm. now would you say though that the majority of your clients are women?
1: The majority, yes, because yeah. my branding and and where I'm right. focused now. Yeah, but I still do get quite a lot of men, and oh, usually okay. the men are sometimes even more disorganized. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me.
0: That doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. But it just organically because of your branding and whatnot. Exactly. Lean towards women. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you walk us through your process from the time a client contacts you to work with you to your process through your process with them?
1: Yeah. So I like to do, I really like to keep my clients organic too, in terms of a lot of people have been following me or seen my advice. I give a lot of free resources on my YouTube channel. I have a webinar that runs constantly I have a blog, I have Instagram, all so I do a lot of freebies and I just want everyone to kind of get thinking about getting organized and really understand, you know, my mantra, what I, you know, some tips. And then I offer everybody a, a free call to like a free 30-minute declutter breakthrough call I call it. Right. And that really I, I there's a some questions to answer. And it really is a chance for me to get to know the person, you know, on the other end of the call, yeah. what they do, their specific organizing challenges. And then if my course is a fit for them, because now I really only offer one uh, type of solution or okay. one type of offer. Okay. And uh, so we together, I make sure it's a fit for them. And yeah. a lot of people are not ready to work with me. If you're a new business, no, because you're just focused on getting clients. Yeah. Uh, I want right. to work with you when you're overwhelmed and you know, you need to get organized. Right.
0: Now you mentioned mantra. I read that your mantra is the closet sets the mood for the (laughs) entire day. Can you talk to us a bit about that and tell us where and how you came up with that mantra?
1: Yes. So my first book I wrote, it was really on lifestyle organizing because I felt kind of trapped in construction. I wanted to get my passion out and I focused more on just, you know, lifestyle and stuff. Right. And that's why I had a big chapter on closets because for me, that has always been when I show up to work, you know, and I'm not rushed. I know what I'm going to wear. Nothing is wrinkled. I show up like a boss but I don't think about it the rest of the day. So I can focus on my work. So I really believe that if you're late already in the morning, it sets the mood for the day. If you already wasted 10 minutes a day in your closet, that's 10 minutes. You could have been focusing on something more productive. That's why it's been my mantra.
0: You've also said that the closet is a great place to learn practice and hone your skills of organization, which can transfer over to the rest of your organizing skills. Why do you believe that? And is that where you start with all your clients? I mean. What if they already have an organized closet? Is it just the rest of their lives that need help structuring and organizing?
1: Yeah, so I used to, uh, before I had my online course, I did actually talk about the closet. It was a first step because I like to kind of understand, you know, I find that a lot of clients, the way they organize their closet is the way they organize their office, (laughs) their (laughs) files. And it's the same thing. You know, a lot of my tips about 80% of your clothes should be front and center that you wear the same with your computer files in your office or your desktop. So they're very similar skills. And now in my course, we focus a little bit more on tasks, but the closet is definitely still in there.
0: (laughs) For you, what is the most exciting or inspiring part of your business?
1: Oh, and I think I mentioned it before, but just helping these business owners get reduce their overwhelm. I'm just so happy when I get, you know, you know, an Instagram text from them or just a phone call or a note saying, you know what, I've done this and I feel so much better. So just really helping business owners continue their businesses and thrive by not being overwhelmed.
0: Mm. Now you, you, you mentioned earlier at the outset that you, one of your books, you've, you've written a couple of critically acclaimed books on organizations. Can you talk a bit about each one of them and what inspired you to write the books?
1: Yeah. So my first one, Organizing for Your Lifestyle, was uh, really when I was working in corporate and I was doing, you know, side business organizing, <laughs> but it was really for myself to unleash my passion in a book and say, that this is what I'm good at. This is what, and I, I wanted to share it with other people. So if they, I couldn't be there, I was living in Switzerland at the time, but I couldn't be there to help you. Here's my book and you can read some tips in there. And that's how the first one, one came about. And I really, I'm a passionate, I love writing and love books. So it was always a dream of mine. Yeah. And the second one came, you know, through an agent and it was a published by the dummies collection, decluttering for dummies. And what I found unique about that is it was really a chance. It still was a chance for me to put my own take on it. So the book is really, you know, part one is all about mental decluttering, how we need to get task focused. The yeah. second is about the second part is about stuff. And the third is about digital decluttering, which is so huge today.
0: Right. How did that whole thing come about to write a, a book under the dummies series? Like, how did that whole thing happen for you?
1: Yeah, I had a book pitch for my own book. Um, and then I had an agent who was helping me. And then he said, you know what? There's a, they're pitching for the dummies. Are you interested? And I thought, well, that's a great brand to have under there they they they're so organized that company I'm so impressed they pump out those books (laughs) (laughs) but it's a really great company and I love I've always loved dummies books because they're reference books you keep them forever you look back you don't need to read the whole thing so I was just very excited for that opportunity that
0: is awesome congratulations on that Mm -hmm. thank you now I also read you're currently working on your third book can you share a bit about that one with us
1: Yes, it's going to be on my six steps to organize your life and business. And mm-hmm. it's currently working. It'll probably be about 2023 until it's out. Okay, <laughs> Bit of now, a longer timeline.
0: Yeah. Now, I I believe, now correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you just launch a podcast too?
1: I did on March 21st. I launched a podcast. Tell
0: us a bit about that.
1: So, you know, I was reluctant because I have a YouTube channel I'm really focused on. You know, I'm really passionate about being on Instagram and on my email list and just, but the podcasts I find are really, I listen to them all the time when I'm doing like, you know, driving or folding laundry and I just love podcasts. And I thought that's one more avenue. I can repurpose a lot of my content. I'm doing anyways on my content planning for the quarter. So it just fits really nicely. And I've had such a great response and I wish I would have started sooner.
0: Amazing. Well, congratulations on the launch of that. Thank you. As mentioned earlier, you're also a university instructor. Can you tell us how that opportunity came about for you?
1: Yes, that was a few years back now and I came back to Canada, the school that I did my MBA at Vancouver Island University in on Vancouver Island. I had kept in touch with a few professors mm-hmm. and one had just reached out saying, we're looking for just a part-time management instructor on this course. Would you be interested? And I said, for sure. And then once you teach one course, you have to keep going because you put so much effort into it in the, first, <laughs> in the first semester. So then I thought, okay, now I just, now it just kind of keeps going. And I really try and, you know, bring students into real life business skills. And yeah. they really like that. It's just now it's become kind of a passion for me on the side.
0: So are you still currently teaching in the online space then?
1: Yeah, I taught online. Yeah, I only do it in the fall one course. Okay. And I did, I did that online as well. So this year, I'm this year they're saying they're gonna be back in person, but let's see.
0: Are you going to be doing that then? If if they do go back in person, will you be attending and teaching in person then?
1: Yes, I, I likely will. It was usually once or twice a week, so it was manageable. Awesome. But yeah, let's see what let's see what happens in the in September. Yeah. <laughs> what were you
0: doing for a living before you made the transition into becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, I had spent I started in the insurance industry as an account. Representative for a big Canadian insurance company, and then went back to school to get master's in international business. I always wanted to work internationally, and then an MBA, and then I got recruited by a construction company, Lafarge, mm-hmm. and I worked for eight years in Canada with them, managing plants. That was my most recent job one in Vancouver and then one in Edmonton. Okay, and then from Edmonton, I was recruited by the competition to work for a Swiss company, and then I was more of a consulting role on how to make how to make businesses, how to make their, some of their businesses across the world profitable, all about organizing processes. <laughs> <laughs> so for the last three years, I was kind of in a consulting role, kind of a global consulting role.
0: So what prompted the change then? What made you jump to entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah. Like I had mentioned the last three years I was helping businesses, but again, yeah. it was, all these employees are working so hard and it was a great experience and opportunity, but the money just went back to the shareholders. I couldn't help businesses that I cared about or was passionate about yeah
0: so out of all the hats you wear author entrepreneur university instructor speaker do you have a favorite out of all those that you enjoy the most that lights you up the most
1: oh that's a good one Uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) or is that like Um, asking you to pick a favorite child type thing
1: you know, I think when I'm in the, in the moment and depending on the audience, I love speaking events. I'm so excited for them to start again because the connections you get, and that's where I get a lot of people into my courses and they become clients and then writing. I just love that as well. So, and that's where I also get clients. So I think all of it, it falls under entrepreneurship, even university instructors. Sometimes I, I um, give my students some, you know, (laughs) assignments (laughs) that help, that help my business. Right. So I think, I think it, the umbrella of entrepreneurship is, is the most exciting and everything falls under that.
0: Yeah. Jane, you also like to do community and philanthropic work, volunteer your time. You're working with an organization called One to One. Can you talk to or tell us a bit about the organization and the work you're doing with them?
1: Yes, I've become passionate about education, especially since working with the university. Right. And One to One is really, it's a Canadian charity to improve literacy in Canada. And I connected with somebody that, that worked there, I believe that not the founder, but somebody who was managing it. And then she let me know how you know it's so complicated, and they they like their processes, and they have so many people, and they can't. And the goal is just to help you know it's one tutor, one student. Yeah. So I really started working with them just to look at their back end and how they can streamline it, get a bit more organized. I'm still working with with her. She jumps into my course, she does the homework, and uh, <laughs> it's really been kind of helping them streamline a bit because big organizations, even charitable ones, often. You get overcomplicated and you lose focus on how to get the product or service the most inefficient way possible. And that's what we're working on. And
0: how long have you been working with them now?
1: I guess probably a year now.
0: Okay. So why is giving back and volunteer work so personally important to you?
1: You know, I never thought about that it was important to me. And then I just wanted to help this company. So I think all of us want to help in some way. And then once the opportunity comes available or they say, hey, I can actually help with this, that's when um, it becomes important or you see the value of it, what you can offer.
0: Especially one that resonates with you and what you're doing.
1: Exactly you don't just want to volunteer to volunteer yeah but, and I never actually even thought about it until um, it came about to
0: date what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win
1: yeah this is this is a great question <laughs> <laughs> and there's you know the biggest high and, and the greatest win I ever had was my first paid speaking event and you know it hasn't been my highest paid speaking event but it was the first one that I was actually paid for because a lot of times as with speakers and it takes a long a lot of free stuff to do in terms of you know you know taping yourself and getting sizzle reels and get it takes years to kind of get that level where you can say here's my rates and that I think was my biggest high and it was a big it was actually in Edmonton in a large um it was a women's conference I think it was over a thousand women and a lot Mm. of them did become clients but so that was the greatest win just having that as my first paid speaking event
0: awesome what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful?
1: Well, being organized. <laughs> it really is. I always say I, I'm average, you know, in terms of everything, like IQ and what I, I can do. Anyone can do what I've done. You just have to be organized. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of success, how do you define success? What does that word mean to you?
1: Yeah, so that's kind of what I like to look at—is what your legacy is, as well, and what what will be left. So I say, like, I I would n- never want to leave this earth before creating some kind of program or document, or just leaving people with something they can use to help get better organized or help them succeed in their lives. So if I can, you know, help other people see the light in terms of this is all they need—it's so simple, like little things they can do to change their life. Yeah, and that's what I'm remembered by, and my business becomes a, a legacy business. That would be success for me. Okay.
0: What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? What was your life like before learning it? Or what was your life like after learning? It?
1: Oh, this is a good one. And I think the most important thing, especially as an entrepreneur, is that we think we have to do all of these things and be super busy and, and do it all. And then I hired a business coach and she's like, no, you need to get focused. You need to do this. So the most important thing I've learned in my life is to hire a coach. <laughs> mm-hmm. And especially when you're, you know, we hire coaches, athletes have coaches, everybody has coaches. So an entrepreneurship should be no different. So after learning this, I have still have a coach right now. So it, it really helps me keep on track and keeps my business on pace.
0: Would you advise other entrepreneurs to hire a coach early on in their business or wait till they get a little more established? Or what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think you should have one for every different stage. When I first started, I was scared to personal brand, like market myself. So I hired a personal branding coach to help me get over that fear. Then once I was ready to, you know, scale my course, I hired an expert coach on how to launch a course, right? So I think at different stages, you know, when somebody comes to me, they're already have a successful product or service. They're ready to get organized. So I'll, I'll be that coach. I do think at the beginning is important, especially if you need that support to get started,
0: right? But what would you say to entrepreneurs who are just starting out that don't maybe don't have the money to pay for a coach? How, how do you suggest they go about that?
1: Yeah, that's also a valid point. And when you're just starting out, you're just really got to focus on, you know, keeping your business afloat yeah. and getting yeah. clients and getting customers. But you probably there's one area that you're struggling with and that could be you don't have to. To hire that coach right now, but likely that coach has some kind of free offers or something you could even learn from them until you're ready to sign up. Okay.
0: What makes you feel inspired or like your best self?
1: These speaking events and being in a group full of, you know, motivated individuals, even on Zoom, too, that makes me just feel like I, you know, I light up, I feel great. Even after a podcast like this, I just, sharing information talking to others hopefully if one person listens and gets more organized i feel great
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. what would you say is one of the best pieces of advice of advice you've ever received jane
1: progress over perfection
0: i love that one i just heard that one recently actually mm-hmm. yesterday someone said that to me
1: yeah it's 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 well known but it's i always think about it
0: yeah what does the word empowerment mean to you
1: you know i believe that you know to collaborate over competition to really you know we need to work with our fellow entrepreneurs and everybody in the community and and you know help them and they will help you
0: what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours
1: i'd say my career is very unique yeah <laughs> but it's not in terms of coaching business or you know taking your passion or yours if you have a skill set it is you're actually doing a disservice if you're not packaging it or sharing it with the world. So whatever your skill set is, if it's helping even, you know, teaching yoga classes or whatever it may be, yeah, you need to figure out, okay, is this a skill set that people are wanting or needing, you know, training on or whatever you yeah. can offer products on. So start there. But I feel like there's a lot of us that have these passions that have now turned into tangible skills that we can help people. And that's where you need to start to see if you can make it into a career.
0: For sure. What is one of your favorite quotes?
1: So it's Benjamin Franklin. He was very organized. He said, <laughs> for every minute spent organizing, an hour is earned.
0: That's awesome. I've never heard that one before. I love it.
1: Yeah, it's a good one.
0: So we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next group or a bunch of questions will be one, two, three word answer type things. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How would you describe yourself in one word? Happy. Money or fame? Whew. <laughs>
1: The fame, because then the money will come.
0: Early bird or night owl? Night owl. If you could teach the world one thing, what would that be?
1: To get their sock drawer organized.
0: (laughs) Their sock drawer specifically.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sick of all those missing socks. It drives me nuts. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, very true. Mm -hmm. What's one thing you want, but cannot buy with money?
1: Well, the ability to influence more people.
0: What is one of your favorite entrepreneurial books?
1: I have two, the Tim Ferriss of 4-Hour Week, yeah. and the One Thing by Gary Keller.
0: Okay. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change?
1: We judge people too much.
0: Entrepreneur life is?
1: Complicated, but amazing.
0: My favorite way to unwind is?
1: With tequila. <laughs> I'm not kidding.
0: I love it. <laughs> came with a warning label. What would yours say?
1: Don't give her three tequilas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're asking for trouble. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you're writing your autobiography, what would the title be?
1: Organized for success.
0: Love it. What is your personal motto?
1: I kind of stole that from the above question, but it's progress over perfection.
0: Okay. That concludes our rapid fire section. What's the most recent investment you've made in yourself?
1: Uh, hiring my next coach, my next business coach on how to scale my Facebook ads.
0: Okay. What would you say is one of your biggest failures or teachable moments? And what did you learn from it?
1: When I started in entrepreneurship, I thought I had to do everything like, you know, be on all the platforms have, you know, invest in all this fancy tech, hire people, but really you just need to start selling a product or service and get feedback from it. I wasted a lot of money in the beginning and a lot of time.
0: If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you?
1: I know this was a, this is a difficult question because I probably would have asked where your business is going to be in the next 10 years. Okay.
0: Well, there you go. Where do you, where do you see (laughs) Jane going in the next 10 years? What's, what is your goal? What is your, what is your thoughts on where, where do you want to see the business in the next 10 years?
1: So similar to that question on success, you know, for me, this is a legacy business. So in the next 10 years, I believe Organized Jane will be a global company that helps that I'll have a lot of people also helping me to help more people get their business organized, reduce overwhelm, reduce stress, and generally live happier lives because they can, you know, they can have more streams of income because they're organized. So that's what in 10 years, it'll be a, a global brand with a lot more affecting a lot more people.
0: That's an incredibly lofty goal. I love it. (laughs) very ambitious that's amazing Mm -hmm. if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice what would that piece of advice be
1: never devalue your skills because I did that for 10 years I didn't think organizing was a business I devalued I wouldn't even make people pay for consultations even my first book I felt I can't make them pay for this this is just you know my advice and it's not a big deal right I devalued what I could offer so never do that
0: so where where and when and how was the light bulb moment for you then that shifted that mindset that you're in?
1: When I was working in corporate and helping all these people and then still had others who had their businesses asking me. Yeah. And then they were like we will pay you this amount and I thought okay well I need to really sit back and understand my skill set, my training. I'd say when people start coming to you and you know as women we don't like to sometimes ask for the ask for payment but if somebody right. says I will pay you for this it kind of is a light bulb moment that's being like, okay, I really need to take this seriously.
0: Was that a hard mindset shift for you though?
1: Oh, very hard. It's still hard every day. I'm on, you know, I have sales calls every day with potential clients and the hardest part is always just, okay. Ask I would love to give it. I would love to have everybody in my course for free. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's every day I struggle with that.
0: Lastly, Jane, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like?
1: Oh, this is My last speech ever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what wise words, words do you want to impart on? Yeah, it no,
1: from? I would say organizing is a lifestyle. It's not a one size fits all. So really incorporate organizing into your routine so it doesn't, so it becomes automatic, just like brushing your teeth.
0: Okay. Simple and to the point, straightforward. I love it. Jane, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with us. I appreciate you, and I wish you all the success. I'm sure you will gain global domination with organized Jane. I think that's an amazing goal, and all the all the luck in the world to you on that one. And again, I just appreciate you taking the time and, and being here, and now being part of the Empowerography community. It's amazing to have you on board, and I appreciate you.
1: Yes, well, I appreciate this platform as well, and you taking the time to talk to me.
0: Thank you. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Jane Stoller. She is the owner, founder, and CEO of Organized Jane. Thanks again, Jane. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day.
1: Thank you as well. You too.